This is In the Know for Thursday, February 2, the 33rd day of 2023. There are 332 days left in the year. Good morning, MB. Guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. And we'll celebrate Groundhog Day. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. It's my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's the Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. One of your favorite days of the year, isn't it? Yes, it is. I mean, it's it's oddly quirkily. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, just like me, quirky. Kind of your mm-hmm. one of your favorite days of the year. It is. Um, do you have a favorite line from Groundhog Day? I don't know. I mean, we always use the one. Oh, it's it's a doozy. You Watch do it out better. for that first step. It's a doozy. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yes. I love that I mean, one. the whole thing is just... I mean, hilarious mm-hmm. to me. Uh, it will be on television tonight. I'll tell you later on where it will be on, but I would imagine you're not going to wait until tonight to watch the movie. Fair enough to say. Um, well, it may be the evening by the time I get home, but yes. Yeah. Am I right or am I right or am I right? right you're right. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Okay, very good. All right, we also want to say good morning over there in the chair number uh, two, I believe is how that chair is numbered. He is the uh, Grayson County Director of Public Health. Grayson County Public Health Department. Mr. Josh Horton. Is that what they call me now? I don't I don't know what, what is it I didn't look at your badge. What does it say? It depends on who you ask. It says uh, I don't know. He's the chief health department dude. Yeah, there you go. And of course, for those of you uh, honey, I think last time Josh was here, you weren't here. And I don't know if you ever knew that we landed on we landed on official show intro music for Josh. I did not know that. And I have not been on the show with Josh and I'm super excited today. Do you recognize what this music is? No, not yet. Help me. It is the sweet from Horton Here's a Who. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I was the one who suggested that. I have right? my own theme song now. Yeah, I was the one. Got the, got the like, Horton sweet. So. I'm working my way up to my own coffee cup. <laughs> 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 okay. Now you're stuck with the bottled water right now. One of these days you'll get your, you'll get your own. Josh, you're okay this morning? You all were closed yesterday? Yes, we were closed two days. So having to... Get back on the horse and get back into a routine today, and yeah. I guess we'll talk about some uh, health-related initiatives coming up in uh, in a few minutes. If you'll if you will engage us in sure. that in a few minutes, uh, want to talk a little bit out about um, Punxsutawney Phil did see his shadow. So six more weeks of winter, which just happens to I mean, six more weeks is about forty five days, and it's about forty five days until the first day of spring. So really, they just kind of trick us. Hmm. So winter will end on the calendar when winter is supposed to end. But he did see his shadow this morning. This uh, tradition goes back to 1887, and it really came from the Pennsylvania Dutch that when they settled from Europe into the United States is when that tradition came from Europe into the state. So it goes back longer than 1887, but it's been going on uh, for a long time around the globe. But Punxsutawney Phil and... The the movie, which we've been talking about, 
I guess if you don't know the movie Groundhog Day and but you listen to the show most every day and then you hear us lead with Sonny and Cher, I got you, babe. You may think that is an extremely weird thing to do. But if you've never seen the movie, when Bill Murray wakes up every day and it's Groundhog Day all over again, the <laughs> radio station is playing Sonny and Cher, I Got You, Babe. So every day the day starts again, it's that same song. So that's kind of why it's become tradition to Do you remember do the statistic you told us yesterday of how many times he's wrong? 39% of the time. Okay. 39% I think 39% of the time, of the time yeah, is he's right. right. Oh, yeah, yeah I think correct. he's only right nearly oh, okay. 40% gotcha. of the time. I knew you had said but, something yesterday. Uh, Josh, where do you come down on Groundhog Day? Yeah, no, I really never pay attention to it, nope. to be honest. Have you, have you seen the movie? I've seen the movie several times. Okay. All and right. I really do like Bill Murray. He's funny. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you can watch it Watch it again tonight, and maybe you'll watch it with a renewed enthusiasm. I, I will I will be open-minded. Give it the, <laughs> give it the old try. Our weather is going to be better the next couple of days than it has been the last few days. Cloudy, chilly today, but we will see highs jumping into the 50s. By Sunday, we will see the weekend looking quiet, but we're going to see rain return Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. But the high for Tuesday looks to be 60 degrees, so I will take that. Where we've had predominantly a week of where the highs have been in the 30s, I'll take a week of where the highs are in the 50s for the coming week. Now, beyond that, who knows? Um, The bottom may fall out of it again, but we'll take it and we'll enjoy it while we have it. Groundhog Day, a high of 43, partly cloudy 21 tonight. We'll see a high of 34 tomorrow with some uh, afternoon, some morning clouds and some afternoon sun. 30? 19 tomorrow night. Mm. That doesn't make me very happy. The Federal Reserve has extended its fight against high inflation by raising its key interest rate a quarter of a point, which is its eighth hike. Since March and the Fed signaled that even though inflation is easing, it remains high enough to require further rate hikes. Uh, At the same time, Chair Jerome Powell said at a news conference that the Fed's recognized that the pace of inflation has cooled, a signal that it could be nearing the end of its rate increases. The stock and bond markets rallied during his news conference, suggesting they anticipate a forthcoming pause in the Fed's credit tightening. So we will continue to monitor that and we'll also continue to monitor whenever eggs are not five dollars a dozen <laughs> amen ooh, i mean i like eggs i just don't like them i mean we're to gonna pay. start trading in eggs that's true valued more than the dollar <laughs> i did i think i mentioned this on the air but i did enjoy last week i saw a meme shared that you know it was the old back in my day you know we we threw toilet paper and eggs at our enemies Oh, yeah. But now, you know, we treat those like... That would be a like, blessing like now gold. to your enemy. You don't want to do that. <laughs> That's right. They just gather it up. You'd be heaping coals on their heads. Uh, water treatment company is locating in Litchfield. Yesterday, Governor Bashir announced that Water Solutions Unlimited will invest $3 million to build a facility in Grayson County. The investment will create eight on-site full-time jobs and four remote positions. The new facility will increase the capacity to blend and manufacture chemicals needed to combat dirty water and corrosion. They are a Camby, Indiana-based company. They also sell phosphates and other chemicals that improve water quality. So good to welcome them to the community. They were founded in 1987. 
around uh, blended phosphates and became known for their knowledge in helping municipalities meet lead and uh, copper standards. In the 1990s, WSU started blending in its own phosphates. In the early 2000s, the company began helping municipalities with EPA-mandated disinfection by product limits. This eventually led to WSU selling specialty products from other manufacturers. Josh, as a health department guy, I guess uh, clean water and good quality water is important, is it not? Yes, very good quality H2O. (laughs) That is some high quality (laughs) H2O. Is the CEO of their company Bobby Boucher? That would be perfect if he was. I mean, I couldn't imagine anyone more passionate about the field. I will say there's a lot of great things happening in Grayson County. And another thing is that place opened in uh, the year of my birth. So we got two two good things. Okay. Well, um, all right. Congratulations to you both, I suppose. Some people unaffected by tornadoes that ravaged Kentucky in late 2021 were mistakenly sent payments from a relief fund funneling private donations into the region. State Treasurer Allison Ball's office said it canceled payment on 192 checks valued at $192,000 from the Team Western Kentucky Tornado Relief Fund after being notified of misdirected payments. Governor Bashir, who set up the relief fund, defended its role in the region's painstaking recovery from deadly tornadoes that pummeled parts of Western Kentucky in December 2021. Bashir pointed to errors in data provided to his administration as the reason any checks were sent out erroneously. Those amounts, he said, would add up to a fraction of the total assistance. And I think that's a, that's a, a reasonable explanation for it. And you're talking about when 50-something million dollars have been raised and you get $192,000 that was um, not directed in the right ways and that they were able to find and cancel once they learned of the mistake. I don't know what more you could expect them to do. We have learned through, Josh, probably you more than anyone uh, has has learned that that old adage of building the airplane as we fly it mm. through a pandemic is true. You're just figuring it out. And when when the building is on fire and you're trying to get people out, get people to safety, you're trying to also get the fire department there and get some water on the fire and things fall through the cracks and mistakes are made. But that's better than being so cautious that you can't get help and relief to the people that need it. There you go. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, some people want to be critical of it's $200,000. It's kind of that old saying, I won't use the word, but dang, dang if you do, dang if you don't. Yeah, I mean, it's um, uh, for the amount of uh, for the amount of waste that we have in government, period, I think that's probably a drop in the bucket. And again, to be clear, they found it and are remedying the, the situation. Kentucky transportation officials are seeking a new home for a historic bridge that's being replaced next year. And... Um, they might want to give it to you if you want it. I say bring it to Grayson County. The George's Creek Bridge was closed (laughs) to traffic in 2019. It's located on Kentucky 581 in Lawrence County. Doesn't look the best. Uh, The Parker Pony Trust Bridge was built in 1924. It's distinguishable by the two closely set arches connected by a series of steel beams. Mm-hmm. Officials are seeking a city, county, historic preservation organization, or other entity that can preserve 
and reuse the bridge. Interested parties should submit letters of interest and proposals for the bridge before April 7. How would you move a bridge like this from Pikeville to Grayson County? My guess is you see those semis that have those huge, I don't know what type of pipes or something that is just yeah. long and huge. So maybe something like that. How about a big airlift? Okay. When we just, just take a big helicopter and we just fly it from. I don't know. I'll be kind of nervous about that. Then I'm also nervous about someone driving over that, too. So I don't know about it. There, I, may, it I may change my vote. There is probably. A, <laughs> I didn't see a picture. Is a reason it was closed to traffic. Yeah. Four years ago. Yeah. That's um, a bri- Selling you a bridge is a little like uh, buying oceanfront property in Arizona. For a change, it was all smiles and laughter for Louisville's basketball players. After the Cards finally secured their first ACC win of the season and broke a 10-game losing skid with a 68-58 win over Georgia Tech last night in the Yum Center. Been a kind of a long drought. Been a month and a half since they had won a game, but got their first ACC win of the year and broke their losing streak. Go Cards. Good for... Let's not get carried away. Uh, <laughs> I'm a UK fan. And I went to Western. I'm just totally just being supportive. Good, That's okay. good, good, right. good for them. A driver in Tracy, California, got a bit of a surprise on Tuesday, but the California Highway Patrol was not surprised at all. The driver of the Ford pickup truck was traveling when they came across a road close sign, but um, the driver ignored the signs and crashed into a large sinkhole. Just five days earlier, another car had crashed into the sinkhole after ignoring the road signs. The agency reminded the public that road signs exist for a reason. It was 100% preventable. Don't be a knucklehead and drive around road close signs. I mean, right. And if you do, don't be surprised when you end up in a sinkhole. Consequences, consequences. I think the consequence should be they just leave them there. Yeah, it's like, well, well, you fell in the sinkhole. So, so I wonder, like, the retrieval of that, if it's... At the expense of the driver, since they did something silly, or their insurance, or how that would work. My guess is it's going to be a pretty good uh, tow bill mm. involved with uh, getting a wrecker out there. And what's going on with zoo thefts? Honey, we talked about the Dallas Zoo and the monkeys that were stolen. Mm-hmm. There's been another uh, zoo Aww. theft. Police in Broussard, Louisiana, are looking for suspects in the theft of monkeys from a habitat. Uh, at uh, Zuciana over the weekend, the uh, the individual was unfortunately successful in stealing 12 squirrel monkeys. The remaining squirrel monkeys have been carefully assessed. Investigation into the incident is ongoing. Why the theft of okay, monkeys? But, at, but an individual uh-huh. unfortunately 12, was successful. Yeah, 12 monkeys? How does one individual... Get twelve monkeys. I guess if you have a big enough burlap sack, you can, you can do it. Uh, we're talking about keeping your ducks in a row, right? Do Try these, to keep monkeys in a row. Oh, these I monkeys are cute, they and, are and they, they are don't so have the cute. same Lorax beard no, like the ones they yesterday. Had. But they are cute. I don't want a squirrel monkey, but it's fun to look at one on the TV screen here. <laughs> we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Today is Groundhog Day. As we know, Punxsutawney Phil did see his shadow, so six more weeks of winter. It is also Sled Dog Day today. 
It is Tater Tots Day today. Oh, let the world eat Tater Tots. Yes. Tater Tots is a good stuff, especially, you know, I I went through most of life where it was just Tater Tots and ketchup. I did too as a child. But now, I mean, the world has been unlocked. You can bacon bits and cheese and Tater Tots casserole and... You know, you can put a little sriracha, Mm. a little mixture of sriracha and mayo and drizzle that over your tater tots with some (laughs) bacon and some cheese. Tater tots are getting fancy. Yes, they are. It is Change Your Windshield Wipers Day today. I just Uh, did that not that long ago. I don't know why. Um, Probably because people try to clean their windshield ice off with their wipers and it damages them. It can. It does. It is also <laughs> World Play Your Ukulele oh, Day dear. today. And I happen to bring mine. It's over here. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> we well, wouldn't be surprised, okay? I'm all about... And uh, he's a big fan. I'm all about the ukulele. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, can um, can pl- can play the ukulele. Uh, Josh, uh, going to get a little update from you on things happening at the Grayson County Health Department. And it's it appears to me that... You know, every day that comes along, we get a little more closer to back back to normal, if you will, using those quote fingers over there, and it it it, it seems like that. And without a doubt, though, whether we are or whether we're not, we're seeing organizations like yours return to okay, where are we, and what do we need to do? What areas maybe have been overlooked? What areas do we need to get refocused on? And it sounds like to me you are in the middle of a big project. I know a lot of the medical industry calls them EMR, electronic medical records. You're calling them EHRs or something? Electronic health record. And I think there could be a difference. I don't know. But they basically do the same thing. It's software used in a clinical setting. Okay. And so you're in the process of uh, incorporating this into all of your all of your areas? We are taking the health department and moving it way forward. It should have, we should have done this years ago. We're not the only health department. Health departments across the state are still using paper charts. And so basically we are digitalizing things. And also patients are going to get more access to their information wherever they are because it's 2023 and they should. Does it, is there a, is there a, um, universal clearinghouse for these charts in the sense where let's say that I'm using the Grayson County Health Department and then I relocate to Indiana for some reason Mm -hmm. and I'm using a facility there. Is it relatively easy to then have access or have those records transferred to where I go, but maybe more particularly vice versa? Since now that the records would be digital, it would simplify it. However, it wouldn't be as easy as if you're going to a facility that uses the same exact um, electronic health record system. Gotcha. So if I'm moving, uh, I guess another example, your example is great, but if I move from, let's say, uh, Litchfield to, I don't know, Bowling Green, and Bowling Green, their health departments are on the same EHR, um, then those two that system could talk and communicate so we are going in that direction and there are there is other ways to communicate with hospitals and other things there's there's uh, huge software companies that allow us to do that so we're going in that direction the whole purpose is to simplify sharing of patient records not to violate privacy but to build that uh, continuity of care Um, and then also allowing a patient to access their record wherever they're at because I don't know about you, but if I have a question or if I want to see what a doctor has 
put in my chart or whatever have you, it's nice to be able to see it for myself. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. So how painful a process is this for you to integrate it in your facility? Well, if you're clinical um, or you've worked in a hospital setting or a doctor's office, you know exactly how painful it is. I mean, it's a big undertaking. There's a lot of training. It's not easy. And basically you're taking a system that's ancient pretty much as far as paper and you're reteaching or you're teaching staff rather you're exposing them some of them have never even used an EHR system so it's kind of a big it's kind of a big deal so we're asking the community to believe, please please be patient if you call in you're trying to schedule an appointment with our clinic there are times that they're not available right now because they're in training um, so like today we're doing what we're calling the soft launch that's kind of where the the company has people on the ground they've come down to help us kind of with the system and then next week we do the official launch we go independent by ourselves using the software so it is a it is a big deal so please 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 be patient if you call the health department <laughs> i have it on good authority <laughs> be, because i i live with someone who has experience in these eras in these areas that sometimes uh it's not just people in the medical field it's people in every field can be averse to change or doing things in new ways. Mm-hmm. And sometimes physicians, um, and not just not just physicians, but including some physicians that have been used to practicing in certain ways for a long, long time, they don't necessarily want to be taught new tricks. Mm-hmm. And so I would imagine we're all change averse to things. Has that been a challenge too, to get everybody to embrace, like this is the way we're doing it? I think that the thought of the undertaking we just came out of covid we've been overwhelmed all this time and now our director is wanting us to do this so i think my staff has been like oh my goodness what's next they have once we've been through the training and the clinical staff so the nursing staff included and a great deal of your providers within a health department are your nurses Uh, we have a nurse practitioner she's there once every couple weeks or so the nurses are the one that handle they handle WIC and everything else okay which is our biggest I would say it's our biggest part of our clinic services they're on board they see the need for it so that's good so once they got to that point um, they understand that we have to we have to go in this direction we just have to it's it's not a choice my guess is as well is that anyone who has been outside your facility in the last decade let's say you have someone who's working in your clinic now but maybe they work somewhere else in the industry over the last uh, 10 years they've already known this is a thing or this is the way that it's the way that it's being done so it's not a it's not like we've just dreamt up the idea of going to the moon you're not on the bleeding edge of technology you're taking all of the trials from the last decade in healthcare and it seemingly would make a better experience for you all in making the transition yeah makes it more simplified there's an episode of Roseanne I hope it's okay for me to quote but Darlene is talking about they get a, uh, they finally get a VHS tape player and so VCR and Darlene's like, yes, the corners leap into the, the, I think I mentioned the 80s or the 90s. And that's kind of how we feel at the health department. Like we're <laughs> leaping closer to where all health departments need to be, but we still have a lot of work to do. And a lot of that comes down with funding. Sure. And we've talked about how, you know, public health has been well-funded over the last couple of years. That's going to probably stop and dry up a little bit. So we're trying to do what we can while we have it. I'm, my guess is the uh, healthcare facilities that work on different revenue models also are more 
likely and sooner to get some of the tricks and tools and those types of things. So you mentioned funding alone. Most any quasi-governmental agency probably is oftentimes at the end of the list going, oh, let's just throw a bunch of money their way to make these upgrades. But you literally are living in the dark ages if you're not doing digitized mm-hmm. health records. Oh, mm-hmm. You come into the health department a lot, of, and you have to look at stuff too, a lot of our space that we're losing is to records that we have housed. Absolutely. So, you know, there's a lot <laughs> good to say about having a paper record you can pull out and use and utilize. And I know people get uh iffy when you talk about everything going digital some people mm-hmm. but it saves you so much space it simplifies things and in the end it saves you money there's a big upfront cost but in the end strategically it saves your facility money i can tell you from my experience so um i was at the very beginning of implementing meditech at what was twin lakes regional health mm-hmm. um i trained physicians nurses the whole nine yards i had super uh, super users i actually um would spend a day shadowing a physician so that I knew because they were very reluctant to get on board. And they looked at me because I did not have a medical background per se as if, well, you don't know, you're not a nurse, you're not a doctor. So I would spend a day with them. What I can tell you is training is key. And You'll see a few months down the road if something if there's a glitch in the system mm-hmm. and they have to go back to paper, you'll be surprised at the people who will fuss because they've already in that short amount of time have gotten used to an electric, uh, you know, the electronic health record. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we've had to do like uh, downtime service or whatever or upgrades when we did at the hospital and we told them they had to use paper, you would have thought that was the end of the world. Because <laughs> yeah, I got used yes. to it. So I the promise you it does get better, but training is key. Yes. Yeah. And luckily the staff has been receptive and now it's just educating the community because yes. we've had some people frustrated when they call and they don't understand why they no, don't. That no. while we're closed or, you know, why are you, why are you still training for this? It takes time. Sure. So. Got to be got to be ready for all the things happening in the future. I see you've got a, a poster over there in front of you. That says, become a vaccine champion. Yes. Some type of poster and media contest for young people. What What is it? What is this? It is. And this is actually, uh, it's through uh, different state organizations. It's being pushed out to the health departments by Kentucky Department for Public Health. But it's, it's like you just said, become a vaccine champion. And basically, uh, those who are grades, what did I say, K through 12, are eligible to submit different forms of media, depending on their category. It went up to $250. So if they want 250 bucks in their pocket, here you go. The big thing is that I noticed as a UK fan um, is that actually the regional state winners will be announced at the KHSAA Boys Basketball Tournament in March. At the Sweet 16. At the Sweet 16, okay. yes. So that's, that's kind awesome. of a big deal. Yeah. And so if anyone wants any information, you have kids who are talented, the different forms of media or video, posters, and brochures, you can actually go on our Facebook uh, under Grayson County Health Department KY and find the media poster as well as the link. Um, basically, the way it works is if if, you, if your child decides to participate, they actually submit it to me via email, and then I submit it up to the state, and we go from there. I don't have the deadline. I wish I did. I try to pull up the website here. My phone's acting silly. But if you go on our Facebook, um, you'll find the deadline and everything. And I will say, the only thing I can say about the deadline at this point, the faster the better because it's going to be presented in March. So I can only guess it needs to be in soon. Could they do the TikTok if they wanted to? 
Well, it's. Do you know if that counts? Hold on a minute. Let me see. It's. I don't know. Video. See, I don't use TikTok, so I don't know. A, sh- a short video. Just figured if you told kids they got to make a TikTok, I they bet would you be more it would. It would be just fine to do it. And this is. Uh, there's become a stigma with the word I'm vaccine glad you're saying this. <laughs> over the last two years, over the last three years. Just and if you're not, if you're passively paying attention, and you hear someone say. Well, it's become a vaccine champion. It's like, oh, here we are uh, pushing that vaccine. This is vaccines of all kinds. This yeah. is MMR. This is everything. Yes? Childhood vaccines. So yeah. um, we, we know that with COVID and, and other things, you know, maybe a good preventative care, such as getting your vaccinations for your kids. A lot of kids are overdue for their shots. So I understand the need for this. This is why the state's wanting to do it. This is an all in. It's not just one singular vaccine. It's uh, It's all of the childhood vaccines that that are needed we have known for a while that your life do we cover everything yeah we're good because i want to bring i want to bring something else that may impact our mental health yeah in coming days we've known for a while that netflix is getting ready to upend our apple cart because netflix is determined to stop password sharing how rude and so now we know (laughs) um a little bit how this is going to be they say to ensure uninterrupted access to netflix Connect to the Wi-Fi at your primary location. Open the Netflix app or website and watch something at least every 31 days. So basically in your house, you need to log in from your house at least once a month to watch something so it knows where you live. Once that happens, though, if it gets ping, like if it starts to log in from somewhere that's not your house, then they're going to do things like, are you traveling? And then if you tell it you have, you're traveling, it gives you a code or a token for seven days that you have to verify. So they are going to make it harder for the old, well, I'll buy the Hulu if you'll buy the, if you'll buy the Netflix type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, and it's become more increasingly available when you go to some hotel franchises. They have the Netflix app already loaded on your TV. You just log in mm-hmm. with your credentials. So it will get a little bit harder for them to verify, but they've really been more patient than they had to be in allowing some of this. <coughs> are you going to be aggravated over this, Josh, or are you okay? You know, I'm sitting over here, and I'm trying not to open my mouth, but I'm already saying you can go away. You can go around it this way. You can go around it that way. But I'm going to not get K-105 in trouble, and I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Yeah, no, I mean, we don't. Yeah. So, yeah. So good for Netflix. They're, they're, they're being cre- cre- creative. Well, they're trying to protect their, their creators, too. And if they're spending a lot of money on content, they're uh, trying to. And then just in time, I don't know what this would have to do with the Super Bowl, but at your Super Bar- Super Bowl party, it could include a new Dr. Pepper flavor. Oh, strawberry. Is this a, it? a new permanent flavor in the Dr. Pepper line, strawberries and cream. Yes. Stra- really? It's selling out like hotcakes. Oh, really? Try to find it. You can't find it. Empty shelves. Strawberries and cream, and they have the zero sugar version as well. I don't typically drink doc- Dr. Pepper. Um, she does. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad likes Dr. Pepper. I've never been, you know, saw out on Dr. Pepper, but I guess I would like the strawberries and cream version, I suppose. Well, we'll know. try it. We'll try to find it, and you got to let me know, Mark, if you like it. Okay. Yeah. I, I, we'll I'll, be on the lookout. I'll, I'll give it a try. We'll see. We did that one Coca-Cola product mm-hmm. right before Christmas we that did. It turned out to be pretty good as well. So, who knows? we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Note. Did you know the word February comes from a Latin word meaning to cleanse? So February 
is the month to cleanse and then get ready for, you know, the new year didn't used to start until March. So we are kind of getting through the winter and all that stuff. So, yes, that's where it comes from. Yesterday, around this time, it was announced Beyonce's world tour for this year has been announced, and she will stop in 25 U.S. cities, including Louisville. She will kick off in Sweden on May 10th. Then she will be in Nashville July 15th. She will be in Louisville July 17th at, this says Cardinal Stadium, what is now L&N Stadium. If you want to see her on your birthday, you can see her in Las Vegas on August the 26th. Really? Yep. Well, yeah. happy birthday. Well, yeah. She she wouldn't get me to Vegas on my birthday. <laughs> I'd rather see Cher. That's just me. I, me too. And <laughs> New Orleans is where she will wrap up her tour on September the 27th at the Caesars Superdome. So. None of those will sell out at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, they're trying to figure out. Well, they messed up They messed up a John Mayer on sale again this week. So if they, they obviously <laughs> messed up the Taylor Swift one, they couldn't do the John <laughs> Mayer one right. I don't know how they're going to manage to do the uh, Beyonce yeah, on, on sale. Could be a mess. The Grammys are this weekend, so we're in that sweet spot between the conference championships and the Super Bowl. So the Grammys will be Sunday evening. And the tributes are scheduled. The Grammys will feature tributes to Loretta Lynn, Christine McVie, and Takeoff. Casey Musgraves will perform Loretta Lynn's classic Coal Miner's Daughter. That'd probably be pretty good. Sheryl Crow, Mick Fleetwood, and Bonnie Raitt will perform Songbird from Fleetwood Mac's album of the year winning Rumors to honor McVie. And... The someone will sing without you uh, to pay tribute to Takeoff. Well, okay. I'm interested in two of those. Yeah, I'm not. I'm trying to think who's hosting. Oh, Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah has free time now that he's no longer hosting the Daily Show, so he's hosting. Uh, I also thought it was neat when I learned that 30-something years after Paul Schaefer and his band stopped performing at NBC at, when David Letterman was at NBC. You know, they went on to CBS. Paul Schaefer and his band are filling in for the roots on Jimmy Fallon on Friday night. And I thought, well, why is that happening? And I'm like, well, it makes sense. Questlove and the roots are going to be in Los Angeles for the Grammys because they're part of the 50th year tribute to hip hop. So they're tracing hip-hop back to its origins 50 years ago, and Questlove and the rest of the Roots will be there for that. So that's why they can't be doing the Jimmy Fallon thing on Friday evening. Can we just stop and just acknowledge that that's 50 years? I mean, wow. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's the, um, it seemed like to me that hip-hop is much newer than, yeah, than but thinking. it's it's uh, 1973, the origins of it. And there's some really good documentaries about it, too. Um, it, people that grew up in New York in the or in the early days, they would talk about being able to go to a park, and there would be DJs in each corner of the parks in New York, 
And if you stood in the middle of those, you could hear some really great collaboration content that was going on. And um, just because, you know, people would be doing their own drum kits or they'd be doing their own scratching or they would be. So it's kind of interesting the way that it organically grew out of some of the neighborhoods Hmm. in the more populous areas of our country. The 2023 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction nominees are out. And uh, Kate Bush, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, Iron Maiden, Cindy Lauper, George Michael, Willie Nelson, Rage Against the Machine, Soundgarden, The Spinners, A Tribe Called Quest, The White Stripes, and Warren Zavon are each nominated for the chance at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Fourteen of them are on the ballot for the first time. Uh, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, Cindy Lauper, George Michael, Willie Nelson are all being nominated to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the first time. Hmm. Who is Kate Bush? I don't know. Was she the one on Stranger Things that they had that one song that came back from the eighties and it kind of revived? Yes. Okay. Because um, and I didn't know which which show that it was, but there has been another recent. It's either in The Last of Us or just this week. There has been another television show that has brought back a classic song, and suddenly people are listening to it They go crazy. I mean, it it hadn't been on the charts for years, and all of a sudden here's this 80s song from a lady named Kate Bush. Okay. You all are going to be really saddened to learn. You, If you've not already seen Ozzy Osbourne in concert, you're not going to be able to. (laughs) Ozzy has officially retired from touring and has canceled his shows amid health concerns. I noticed he hasn't been looking at well, that's kind of always been yeah. always, I thought. Yeah. I mean, was that... That's always been debatable. Recent you know? development. Like, how are you feeling? Someone was Did talking you... yesterday, yeah. it may have been on KSR or somewhere, was talking about how they um, they were kind of, they kind of launched, the Osborne, uh, Sharon and, and Ozzy kind of launched the reality TV genre, you know, taking it to a level it hadn't been to before, that... <laughs> Kardashians and Chris Lee and like all that, this of following people around their day to day lives is said that they kind of invented the genre. So I, I never watched it, by the way. Got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. MBs, point to ponder for today. I think this one could get us hung up. If you could call any living person in the world, and have a one-hour conversation. Who would you call? You're placing no boundaries on me? Well, no. Well, no. Sometimes you all will try to slide in there, and it can't be Snoop Dogg. Well, I just, that would be awfully easy. I well, just, I would that's hope still that my you answer. Would, hope you would challenge yourself. That yeah. feel, is there still anyone else? I, I tell you, I couldn't really come up with. So, I mean, I, I think the spirit of the ponderance is to not choose people that you could easily talk to or people that you routinely talk to on the phone or, I know who I would. or for an hour. You do? Yeah. It would be the Pope. The Pope. Oh, see, that's a good one. Yeah. I'm over here Snoop Dogging it. Near, though, you know, in your I'm Pope. not Catholic. Um, I do think he's very influential. And so it would okay. be very neat to kind of have his take on things for an hour. Uh, so... Um, he obviously speaks Latin. Mm-hmm. I don't think you all speak the same native tongue, though. No. 
Are you going to have to use Google Translate, or he's, do you need to talk? He do speaks you English, need, too. He does speak English. He speaks English, Latin. He speaks Spanish. Um, I don't know what else he speaks. He what about speak, Pig Latin? Does he speak Pig Latin? <laughs> I'm sure he does if you need him to. Okay. I still don't <laughs> know who I would. But th- that's one of those uh, starving man at a buffet questions. Yeah. You know, you just go, you know, anyone, any, There's any so living many. person. There's so many. Any living person. Yeah, that, it's just not hard for me. I would have said the Queen of England, but she's no longer with us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that might have been fun. Yeah. Yeah. On television tonight, season one finale of Celebrity Jeopardy. Ike Barinholtz, Will Wheaton and Patton Oswalt. Young Sheldon is on CBS tonight, and on AMC, Groundhog Day. So I think most people have Groundhog. Most people have AMC in their cable package, so you can probably see that tonight. I, my guess it starts at seven Central Time or so. Every American's going to be watching Groundhog Day tonight. Did you all figure out what the deadline was on the? We did. Yes. Your poster. beautiful wife, and I call that because you call her beautiful. Thank you. Beat up here. Um, it is. It. Yes, it is due February twenty fourth. And to be clear, we talked about earlier that uh, it could be poster board, brochure, or uh, video. So the poster board is for kindergarten through the fifth grade. The brochure is um, sixth grade through eighth grade, and the video presentation would be for your high schoolers, so ninth to twelfth grade. But again, that the deadline is February twenty fourth. It would be your TikTokers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, your high school would be your TikTokers. Today's highlight <laughs> in history of the state: nineteen ninety, in a dramatic concession to South Africa's black majority, President F. W. De Klerk lifted a ban on African National Congress and promised to free Nelson Mandela. In 1653, New Amsterdam, which we now know as New York City, was incorporated. In 1887, Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, held its first Groundhog Day Festival. You think Bill Murray was at that one in 1887? I like to think so. He probably <laughs> but, was. Like maybe, maybe somebody like him. Birthdays today. Tom Smothers is 86. Graham Nash is 81. Christy Brinkley, the original Uptown Girl, is 69 today. Wow. Shakira is 46. Now that one blows wow. my mind. Those hips. Don't Shakira, 46. Shakira, Shakira. Shakira, 46. Gone but not forgotten. Stan Getz in 1927. Farrah Fawcett in 1947. Oh, wow. Christy Brinkley and Farrah Fawcett had the same birthday. That's pretty cool. Not the same birth date, but it's the same birthday. Let's go to Chart Toppers. Let's go all the way back to 1954. And uh, dust off some of our 45 RPM records. Or you can kick it or mm-hmm. skip ahead or... Yeah. <laughs> bimbo. Bimbo, bimbo, where you gonna go, we oh, bimbo, bimbo, what you gonna do, we oh, bimbo, bimbo, does your mommy know? Okay, this was probably worth waiting for. (laughs) (laughs) Good old Jim Reeves. Bimbo, bimbo. Bimbo. Who doesn't like the song Bimbo? Let's go to 1963 and the Rooftop Singers number one with Walk Right In. 
to get the instrumental version? Maybe. Let's go to 1972 and Al Green. I think this was before he was the Reverend Al Green was number one with Let's Stay Together. Shoo, the chart topper machine is driving me crazy today. I think the chart topper machine knows that it's Grandma Day. Okay, the first time I heard this song, I'm going to say a shameful thing, is when, it took me this long to hear it, it was when President Obama, I think, Mm. did you see him sing this song on mic? (laughs) I did not, but that that sounds like, that was the first time you heard the song? Yeah, wow. and I was like, "Well, I like the I like the lyrics of it," but I don't remember why he just broke out in song. But yeah, it is something to watch because it okay. was kind of totally off cuff. He okay. s- sort of can sing, but he sort of can't. Yeah. Bonding number one in eighty one with the tide is high. really good that uh rapture and call me and the tide is high and good stuff let's go to 19 where are we going this time we're going to 1990 and rod stewart number one oh yes We're not going to press our luck. Okay. Will Smith, Miami in 99. Fergie, clumsy in 08. And Ed Sheeran, Shape of You, number one six years ago today in 2017. Did you all notice that I had on my board that I had recognized tomorrow as 2323? Oh, no. I did. I, 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 so as soon as I came in. Yesterday, I had noticed that the last day of this year... Is one two three one two three, so twelve thirty one twenty three is one two three one two three. So that will wow. will be waltzing on our New Year's Eve parties. But then I got to think, it was like, oh, tomorrow's twenty three twenty three. So celebrate accordingly. Hmm. Josh, thanks for coming in. Good yes, to see you. Thanks for having as, me. As always, thanks for the the good information. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today says: True generosity lies in giving. Lies less in giving and more in giving at the right moment. True generosity lies less in giving and more in giving at the right moment. MP's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Josh Horton, for B, Jimmy and B. And now you're in the know.